and welcome back. It's been a while. Since we last met, I completed a degree. The degree from which this podcast was born, in fact. And I have some great news. I'm very excited to say that I received an innovation award for this podcast, which will enable me to take Inside Sound to new heights. I'm in the process of creating a website, so keep your eyes peeled for its launch. I've truly missed podcasting, so I'm very, very happy to be back with you all. And I look forward to exploring more topics with you again. So let's begin. Let's talk about NO, nitric oxide. Nitric oxide is a gas and free radical. If you're like me and have very limited scientific knowledge, you may have only heard of free radicals being discussed in a negative light. While it is true that free radicals produced in excess can lead to oxidative stress, which is linked to various diseases, in moderate concentrations they're rather beneficial. For example, they are released as a defence mechanism against disease. If you think about it, this is a rather poignant example of how things in excess are seldom good. Like in most, if not all, other aspects of life, right? Some of you may be thinking, did I click on the wrong podcast? Is this inside sound? I promise it's about to become clear why I'm talking about nitric oxide. Humming is an instinctive sound healing practice that begins in childhood. It is a form of toning, vocalisation of elongated vowel sounds, and music-making that brings inner balance. Everyone around the world hums, regardless of culture or creed. We do not question why we hum any more than we question why we breathe. That was taken from John Muley's foreword in The Humming Effect, Sound Healing for Health and Happiness, written by Andy and Jonathan Goldman. Check it out if you like this episode. Did you know that science strongly suggests that humming supports our health and well-being? Intriguing, right? Well, this relates to... Dun, 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 nitric oxide. I told you I wasn't just talking about it for the fun. Research suggests that during humming, nasal nitric oxide levels increase. So what? Nitric oxide has the ability to enhance our immune system, our cardiovascular system, and our respiratory system. In particular... Nitric oxide causes vasodilation, or widening of our blood vessels, which increases blood flow and decreases blood pressure. Suddenly the simple hum doesn't seem so simple. Mm. Let's begin the journey further inside the humble hum, shall we? There is an advanced yoga practice called Brahmari Pranayam, also known as the humming bee breath, which is quite simply humming and deep breathing to demonstrate. Place your index fingers in the cartilage of your ears. Apply a very slight pressure. Inhale deeply through your nose. And exhale on a hum. Apologies to anyone with perfect pitch, I realised that that went flat and sharp at the end. Um, it's very easy if you're not supporting properly um, to go off pitch on a hum. But that doesn't affect, of course, the efficacy of its healing properties. So don't worry if your pitching isn't 
on point. Doesn't need to be. Also, don't mistake the simplicity of this exercise for ineffectiveness. Studies on the practice have shown that after five minutes, which, like most practices, seems to be the golden amount of time, although always more is better, of course, but five minutes is great, both the systolic and diastolic blood pressure decreases, also then resulting in a decrease in heart rate. Without getting too bogged down in anatomy, when we experience fight or flight, which is extremely common in our society and happens too often, I mean, these days, someone shutting a door seems to kickstart it in me. When we experience this, the limbic system, uh, part of the brain, uh, is activated. Now, you may all be familiar with the om sound, used in my theme tune, actually. The om sound ends in a hum. Studies on this beautiful sound show that when chanted, limbic deactivation occurs. These days, there are a lot of breathing techniques that certainly aid relaxation. For example, exhaling on a shh, or my personal favourite, a f. However, studies show that limbic deactivation does not occur on the shh and the th as it does on the om. It seems uh, that humming is quite the calming star. Humming is like an internal sonic massage. How? Let's talk about the lymphatic system. The process of supplying nutrients as well as oxygen to tissues is the role of the blood system. A leakage of fluid called lymph drains from tissues and the lymphatic system circulates and filters this fluid back into the blood system, maintaining a general fluid balance, if you like. If this system is not functioning correctly and fluids are not being returned to the blood system at the same rate it leaves, it can lead to a condition called edema that causes affected tissue to become swollen. There are sonic machines that use, of course, sound to encourage lymphatic drainage when this system is blocked. Since humming is an internal massage that vibrates our organs, research actually shows that it too has a very positive impact on lymphatic circulation, which of course in turn increases the level of oxygen in our cells and therefore boosts our immune system. Goodness me, imagine what daily sustained humming practice combined with positive intention might be capable of doing. Well, I must admit, as open as I am to these things, of course, doing a podcast on it, I am equally sceptical, I must say. So let me tell you a story about my own unintentional humming experiment. As I mentioned in the first episode... My journey to discovering therapeutic sound was one that began with a dreadful two-year bout of insomnia. In the last two years, my sleep has improved beyond belief, as well as my anxiety around bedtime, which I'm now very excited to say is very close to non-existent, when I'm, of course, in my own familiar environment. There are, of course, times when I am not in familiar territory that I do very much return to old thought patterns that I am slowly trying to break down by becoming aware of the root cause of them. While studying abroad, there were times that called for external help. Well, internal, if we're talking about humming. Before ever reading a word about humming and its benefits, 
I sort of instinctively began to hum for sustained periods before bed. I don't know what led me to do it, I couldn't tell you. A divine knowing, perhaps? It is worth saying that when I say hum, I mean, as I said earlier, very important. A deep supported hum at full resonance that is preceded by a low in-breath. For example... Not sure if my mic is able to pick up the harmonics, but the harmonics are very pretty. Anyway, the first night I did this, I noticed a tremendous shift in my energy after about 10 minutes of humming. Sort of that feeling when you've been alone in nature and feel overwhelmed by its beauty which of course was a feeling I felt a lot when living in the lovely Granada. It's a peace that washes over you. When thoughts and your your sense of self sort of quieten. I began implementing this into my bedtime routine, which to anyone who knows me is now becoming a very lengthy scroll of techniques. As well as humming, in the silence after 10 minutes, say, of humming, I would turn my head incredibly slowly from left to right and back, remaining conscious of the movement and sensation of my head on the pillow. This was coupled with slow inhalations and exhalations. This actually was something that evolved from practicing charm meditation two years prior. This powerful combination eventually saw me falling asleep before I'd even finished the 15-minute technique. If you're thinking, I wonder if this would benefit me, give it a try. You don't have to have insomnia or sleep worries to do this. As we've seen, humming has an array of benefits, so it's certainly not going to harm you by giving it a try. It is worth saying, do not expect instant results, and do not give up after three nights with no luck. Often when we hear of a technique that worked for others... We hold high expectations, and that pressure ends up often severing the effect of the practice. Believe me, I have been there. It's easy to say, but try not to expect anything from it. Just give yourself to the technique, stick with it for a week or two. You could even keep a journal to keep tabs on the subtleties you experience. Needless to say, nighttime practices permeate our daily experience, and vice versa. In fact, it was daytime practice that led me to my first good night's sleep. So if it doesn't impact your night's sleep, it may well impact your day's events. Who knows? Why do we think this technique aided my sleep and possibly many others? Well, a year later when I began my humming research, which I must say rather stumbled across than sought out, despite having my own little humming technique in place, I've read about the hormone melatonin, which is produced by the pineal gland. There has been a lot of research into the benefits of melatonin in fighting disease, depression, ageing, etc. But you will commonly hear it associated with sleep, of course, particularly its role in the sleep-wake cycle. It doesn't make you sleepy, rather promotes it by orienting the body's circadian rhythm which is sort of like an internal clock that regulates cycles of sleepiness and alertness by responding to changes in light within our environment. 
Well, humming can stimulate our pineal gland, which then releases melatonin. With a combination of increased melatonin, increased relaxation due to lowered heart rate and blood pressure, reduced stress, and the hormones associated with it, like, of course, cortisol, is a recipe for a good night's sleep. So it suddenly all began to make sense to me. So to review the benefits discussed so far, humming releases nitric oxide, a free radical that in moderation can act as a defence mechanism against disease and helps to lower your blood pressure and heart rate. Its ability to create an internal sonic massage very well suggests it could aid lymphatic circulation and has proven to do so in cases and hence boost our immune system. Certainly need that this time of year. Now you'll probably have heard of endorphins. The often used phrase that my mother used, it releases happy endorphins. Not that I ever really knew exactly what that meant, but you'll all hopefully be familiar with the feeling after a good laugh or a spot of vigorous exercise. To put it very simply, endorphins are hormones like messengers, let's say, that carry signals around your nervous system to help regulate or alter pain, stress, mood, respiration, and various hormones. The release of endorphins calms the brain and leaves a feeling of happiness. Endorphins are also released when we hum. You knew it was coming. Have you noticed that when you hum, you tend to be feeling quite cheery, actually? Well, what if to be cheery, you could hum? Food for thought. Next time you catch yourself in a downward spiral, start humming. Notice, what effect does this have on me? Lastly is the hormone oxytocin, a hormone commonly associated with bonding in relationships. It is often referred to as the love hormone or the trust hormone. The benefits of oxytocin, a lot of them, <laughs> include... Uh, the protection of the hippocampus from stress-related issues, the enhancement of social learning, the improvement of neurogenesis, which is the growth and development of uh, nervous tissue, the protection against cardiovascular disease, it promotes pair bonding, attachment and social memory, emotional empathy, trust and generosity, and suppression of anxiety, and a fair few more things. <laughs> Group music making can stimulate the release of oxytocin, i.e. humming together, like you do. I actually did a big research project last year on the importance of maternal singing in the mother-infant relationship. Oxytocin came up a lot in my research, but also of course the power of the singing voice on the psychological and physiological development of an infant. It is my intention to talk about the immense power of the maternal singing voice in the next episode of Inside Sound. So to summarise, humming is great, do it. Just kidding. Humming increases oxygen in cells, lowers heart rate and blood pressure, increases lymphatic circulation, increases levels of melatonin, reduces cortisol, big one for me, releases endorphins and oxytocin, and increases levels of nitric oxide. Look, I know I did the research for this episode, but every time I speak, 
even if I'm speaking to a microphone. Every time I speak about humming, I am truly surprised by the array of benefits that it has. The beauty of this simple sound, apart from, of course, the benefits, is its accessibility. The majority of us will be able to hum, therefore the majority of us have access to this surprising form of self-healing. The power of our own voice, our own vibration, it's profound. The therapeutic potential of the hum is extraordinary. If you enjoyed this episode, please do leave your comments on my Facebook page. I will, as usual, leave the link in this episode's description and I would love to hear what you have to say. Now, I thought it would be very fitting to end this episode in a hum with intention. So, I invite you to close your eyes and join me in a two-minute hum. If you are struggling with certain areas of your body, direct your hum to that place. Play around with the pitch of the hum so that you might feel it more in that area. Let's begin. Mm.